Hi, Valorous Soldiers. I'm your host, Crystal Display, and welcome back to another podcast where we're all about sisterhood, spiritual, and personal lifestyle development in the everyday woman. I hope you enjoy. Stay tuned. All right, guys, so welcome back to another episode. I hope you've been well. You know, I hope everything's been great this week, you know, quite fulfilling for you guys. I've been all right, you know, hope everyone's been okay. All right, so today's topic is God-centered life versus self-centered life. Um, and will be the, today's um, Bible character that we'll be focusing on is Elijah. And we'll be t- like today's scripture, we'll be diving into First Kings 18 verse 16 to 40 so just before we get into the word grab your cup of tea grab your cold beverage whichever and let's get into the word all right so i'll be reading and then breaking it down and explaining it all right, so let's begin. So verse 16 says, So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? Verse 18 says, I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Verse 19 says, Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who, ate, who eat at Jezebel's table. All right, so I'm going to pause right here. So Obadiah was one of Um, I believe the prophets and Ahab was a king Um, he married um, you know Jezebel which was a wicked a wicked woman Um, so of course you know if you marry someone evil I mean you yourself gonna turn evil as well so Ahab you know he was against Elijah because everything that Elijah said he didn't he didn't like to hear basically elijah gave him bad news yeah so a true prophet is a person that literally speaks the word as how god told them to speak so it's not you know they don't have any favor like they don't speak only things that people want to hear they literally speak only what god told them to say no matter how unpopular that would make them and that is a true prophet of God. Um, um, it says here, Obadiah was was a devoted believer in the Lord. So he was a believer in the Lord. Correction. Um, so yeah, that was that's the backstory with Obadiah um, and Ahab. And um, we're just going to continue from verse twenty, and it says, so Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Verse 21, Elijah went before the the people and said, How long 
will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Verse 22. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Verse 23 says, Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophet choose one for themselves and then and let them cut it let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not set fire to it i will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood but not set fire to it then you call on the name of your god and i will call on the name of the lord the god who answers by fire he is god then all the people said what you say is good verse 25 elijah said to the prophets of baal choose one of the bulls and prepare it first since there are so many of you call on the name of your god but do not light the fire all right so i'm gonna pause right here so i'm literally elijah was literally trying to make a point that um you know even though baal which was a false um god um had 450 prophets while for god elijah was the the only prophet there and um he you know he set a challenge for the people that you know look you know enough is enough let's just prove who god who is the one true god so Elijah suggested that all right let's set up an altar and you know in the old time days um before Jesus died um on the cross for our sins and all that we you know in the old time days um people usually like would make sacrifices so offer like an animal um either a bull or a sheep to God um as a acceptable sacrifice but now that Jesus comes in a picture we don't need to do that anymore but yeah in the old time days um that's what they did so yeah so literally elijah said to the to the to the baal followers followers that you know what you set up your altar and i'll set up my altar and which whoever which god would light the fire underneath um the offering first that is god you know so he was trying to make a point so elijah just said um you know all right since you guys are so many you go first and i'll go after so none of them not baal followers not elijah had light the fire underneath so they just only set up the altar and you know both of them was waiting on their god to light the fire underneath their offering so verse 26 says so they took the bull given them and prepare it then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon Baal answer us they shouted but there was no response no one 
answered and they danced around the altar they had made verse 27 says at noon elijah began to taunt them shout louder he said surely he is a god perhaps he's deep in thought or busy or traveling maybe he is sleeping or maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened <laughs> elijah is so funny verse 28 says so they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until their blood flowed verse 29 says midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice but there was no response no one answered no one paid attention wow like this really showed that baal followers you know they, they weren't serving the one true god at all because one they were crying out and the false prophet they, you know the false god didn't even answer them nor responded and i was like wow wow um and then you're just gonna cont you know we're gonna jump from 29 um to 36 and it says here verse 36 says at the time of sacrifice the prophet elijah stepped forward and prayed lord the god of abraham isaac and israel let it be known today that you are god in israel and that i am your servant and i and have done all these things at your command verse 37 says answer me lord answer me so these people will know that you lord are god and that you are turning their hearts uh, sorry and and that you are turning their hearts back again verse 38 says then the fire of the lord fell and burnt up the sacrifice the wood the stones and the soil and also licked up the water in the trench verse 39 says when all the people saw this they fell prostrate and cried the lord he is god the lord he is god then elijah commanded them seize the prophets of baal don't let anyone get away they seized them and elijah had them brought down to the keshan valley and slaughtered and slaughtered there all right so here you know so after the baal followers they were calling on their god their false god from morning till you know to what did i say morning more from morning to midday and they got no response but elijah he prayed to god and said god you are so god literally elijah acknowledged that god was god and that you know he is in control and Elijah even asks God, please answer me. Show these people that you are God and that you're turning their hearts back again. And literally God responded um, 
you know by fire he literally flashed fire from heaven for elijah and burned up the sacrifice in fact burned up the whole altar um and the minute that happened the people literally then recognized that god was indeed god and they literally so they said they the bible says they fell prostrate so that means they went on their knees like they went you know like you would lean forward flat you know prostrate and i was like so i was just i was just blown away by this story and i was like my god look at how powerful you are and you know the people they were wavering they, they their faith was wavering between the the two if they should serve Baal or they should serve God and you know this really opened my eyes about what it means to be God-centered versus self-centered so God-centered is you know all about God while self-centered is self-centered is like your Baal your idol and I was like, oh, wow, this story, I really need to let you get. I had to, I had to read the story first before I get into like my notes that I've made. But this really show how powerful and mighty God is. And he can, you know, he will respond to you. Unlike the false prophet, I mean, unlike the false prophet and the, the, the false gods, they won't respond, but God will always respond to you either through his word or you know through the holy spirit but he will respond and that really touched my heart that god hears my prayer and he can answer me and he will answer me um you know in his timing So here are the announcements. As summer is fast approaching, I've been thinking to actually start working out again and actually be consistent, but had no motivation. Therefore, I've created the Bloom Season Challenge, which is a nine weeks summer challenge that involves you setting realistic and attainable goals that you really want to achieve this summer. If you want to join me on this challenge, just follow my Instagram at crystal underscore display xox for more information and even check out my podcast episode episode three all about the bloom season challenge q a it's your season to bloom let's get it done all right so now that we've finished the, the bible story that kind of paint a picture of what so what do i mean by self-centered versus god-centered so self-centered is literally you serving your self so serving your selfish desire serving your selfish will um rather than god's will or desire or his will for your life while god-centered is you putting god first in all aspects of your life um through obedience to his will and his desire for your life um, in other words it's all about pleasing god first than yourself and that's what i mean by you know that's the definition um when i said self-centered 
um, versus God-centered. But um, some of the ways that you can identify if you're living a self-centered life or a God-centered life. Um, so first of all, let's focus on self-centered life. So some of the, some of the the factors that you can, if if any of these factors, um, you know, highlight themselves to you with your life, then you'll know if you're living a self-centered life versus a God-centered life. So let's get into it. Okay, so a self-centered life is basically a life that is focused on you and it's literally all about you and your will. Um, you know, self-centered life is also about your own accomplishment and your focus on those accomplishments. Um, it's also about doing things in your own strength. Um, so that so that means you have your complete confidence in yourself and nothing and no one else but yourself. Um, so it's, it's, you know, self-centeredness is not about self-confidence, but it's about you depending on your own strength instead of God's strength. Um, you know, number four, it's about dependence on yourself and your own abilities. And it's also about seeking approval or acceptance from the world or from other people rather than approval from God. And that's what you mean. That's the, you know, that's the factors of a self-centered life. While a God-centered life is you having complete confidence in God. So that is, in other words, called trust. So you trusting in God. So having that complete confidence in God. Um, and God-centered life is also about depending on God um, and knowing his abilities and his provision and his promise. Standing on those things um, is a God-centered life. So a God-centered life is also focused on God. So everything, all, which is fo everything like all aspect of your life is focused on God and His activities. So in other words, um, it's all about the kingdom business. So about God's kingdom. You know, you concerning yourself on how to reach more people um, for Christ and evangelizing so it's all about evangelism a god-centered life is also you know you being humble before god and seeking his you know seeking his kingdom um, and his righteousness first before anything or anyone else um, a god-centered life is also seeking god's perspective um, in all your circumstances, all aspects of your life. Um, so, um, and you know, it's also about living a godly and holy life. So meaning you being set apart for God um, and, you know, living that life, you know, pleasing God. So it's all about God's, you know, gaining God's or doing those things for God's approval rather than for man's approval. So that's what I mean by God-centered life. 
so i'm gonna do something different on this podcast so i'm gonna give you guys a little bit of an activity and then um i'll explain what i mean by that so if you could grab a blank sheet of paper and a pen and or a pencil and then um, if you could draw a circle for me all right so draw a circle so um this this circle represents the wheel of life and you're gonna divide it into um you know divide this circle into four well it's gonna be in eight categories so if you could divide it in like four segments first and then divide it again so that will make eight segments of your life right so once you've done that um then if you could like literally put career or business um in one segment finance in another segment personal growth in another in in another segment um health and well-being in another section or another peg of the circle um family um in another segment romance or relationship in another segment social life and friendship in another segment and finally your spiritual life in another segment and if you could for me literally rate those segment out of 10 so i saw it on a youtube channel um so they said the one closest to so the center would be zero and then you reach into the end of the circle is 10 so you'd shade um which area of your life you're more satisfied in um so you know if you're really if your career and your business is taking off then you would shade that in you you'd you'd shade that into like a full 10 so the whole segment and if it's not really that great then you shade it in like half half of that peg or half that segment um so whichever you know whichever part of your life you think you're happy with or you're satisfied with you just shade that in all right so once you've done that um then after you've done that just have a look on what areas of your life um literally you're more happy or more happy with out of 10. If you're looking for a top-notch and on-time quality graphical work, then go ahead and check out Black Ink Enterprise. That's B-L-A-C-K dot I-N-C dot enterprise. They actually care about their customers and they give direct customer service interaction. You literally feel as if you're every step of the way, whether they're building your logo, website, brochure, flyers, and more. Just contact b-l-a-c-k-i-n-e-n-t dot com all right so i gave you guys a little bit of break um so you guys can analyze the wheel of your life um so if so once you have a look now on which area of your life you're more happy with so the question i'm going to ask is right that area of your life is that getting more attention um than god 
is that area of your life getting more attention than God? So that's the question um, I need to ask. I'm going to ask you guys. Well, I've asked already. But yeah, is that area of your life getting more attention than God? And if the answer is yes, then that is a bail. So you know in the story um, that we talk about Elijah um, and the false prophet and false god Baal. So if that area or segment of your life is getting more attention than God himself, then that is considered an idol or that is considered a Baal in other words. And um, yeah, Sad, you know, when, when God was revealing this message to me, I just had to, I was just blown away because I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. And, you know, the Bible talks about that God does not like um, idol worship, but idol worship can be in any form. It could be anyone. It could be anything. So if anything or anyone is getting more attention than God, it is considered an idol and God is just asking us as believers to start putting him first before anything before anyone and that is what it means to truly seek his kingdom and his will for your life that's what it means to be God-centered in other words um, yeah I'm just gonna read a bit of notes from my life application Bible um, you know in regards to first Kings 18 verse 21 and it says here in the notes Elijah challenged the people to take a stand to follow whoever was the true God why did so many people waver between the two choices perhaps some were not sure many however knew that the Lord was God but were enjoying the sinful pleasures and other benefits that came with following Ahab in his idolatrous worship. Taking a stand for the Lord is not just important, it will ultimately save your life. If we merely drift along with whatever is pleasant and easy, we will someday discover that we have been worshiping a false god ourselves. And the consequences of that choice will last for eternity. So, you know, today, what do you choose? Do you follow your bail, you know, or do you follow God? Like, that's the question, you know, we need to ask ourselves. Who do I, who am I worshipping in this life with, with my wheel of life? Who am I worshipping? Am I worshipping my career? Am I worshipping my finance? Am I worshipping my personal growth? Am I worshipping my health and well-being? Am I worshipping my family, my social life? What am I worshipping more than God? And that's what we need to look at. Um, yeah, that's what we need to look at, right? Um, it's a sad truth. It's a hard truth to swallow, but we as believers need to really examine our wheel of life examine our life you know it's broken into eight segments which area of our life are we putting more attention to more than god and we just need to redirect ourselves back to god 
and putting him first instead of anything or anyone else okay so once you've analyzed your the wheel of life and you've reflected on that question what i want you to do is if you could put a imaginary smaller circle in the wheel of life so on your diagram so you put that imaginary circle and then just put god just put god in the middle and that literally what have you noticed what have you noticed in that circle um isn't there a balance in every aspect of your life no know that god is in the center of the wheel of life that you've just written down that you've just drew isn't there a balance and that's what i'm trying to say you know today that's what god is trying to show us you know including myself today that if you put me you know if you put god in the center of everything in all aspect of your life so that means he's included in your career or business he's included in your finances he's included in your personal growth he's included in your health and well-being he's included in your family he's included in your romance or relationships he's included in your social life he's included in your spiritual growth your spiritual life and he's included you know in all aspects the whole segment he's included if you put god first in everything your whole life will be balanced it wouldn't be unbalanced anymore it will be literally balanced and that's what you know god was showing me this morning that if you put me first like truly put me first then this is how your life is going to be complete balance it won't be unbalanced anymore you won't be unhappy in some areas and not happy with some areas because god will balance everything out for you and that's what he was showing me today i was like wow i have to share this i have to share this with you guys literally um i'm just gonna read a quick note as well from the life bible application um in regards to first kings 18 um verse 29 um you know when you know the the false prophets were crying out to the to baal so it says the note says here although the prophets of baal raved all afternoon no one answered them their god was silent because it had no power in the face of the one true god the gods we may be tempted to follow today are not depicted in idols of wood or stone but they are just as false and dangerous as these were because they cause us to depend on something or someone other than god so that includes power status appearance people and material possessions can become our gods if we devote our lives to them but when we reach times of crisis and desperately call out to these gods there will only be silence they can offer no true answer no guidance and no wisdom so if we you know depend on ourselves and be self-centered having and have a self-centered life 
um, then we have no true answer, no true guidance, no true happiness, no true wisdom. But all of those things that we seek, true answer, true happiness, true guidance and wisdom is found in God. You know, Joshua 1 talks about having success. Now, even you being successful, if you, if your success is based on yourself, um, if your success is self-centered, then that's not true success either. You know, Joshua 1 talks about having true success and true success is you literally pleasing God, you living for God. That is what true success is. Um you know and you being balanced truly balanced in this life and living a happy and fruitful life a victorious life is you being obedient to god all right so i know this this <laughs> i know this topic was a hard pill to swallow but um you know this podcast is all about transparency in christ and this message really stood out to me this morning um so i had to really share it with you guys so i'm going to give you guys some practical tips to maintain a god-centered life um so yeah so it's a life gem i'm going to give you guys some life gem um just before we end this episode um so number one um is wait and watch in prayer so that means praying daily um you know praying daily for god's approval with certain thing in your life or confirmation so it's you literally staying in contact with god talking to god and seeking his guidance his wisdom you know um in your daily life um and of course you know um jesus said that he you know um he's gonna send a helper which is the holy spirit so you can even ask the holy spirit to help you in this life you know because you have the holy spirit as soon as you accept jesus as lord and savior you automatically get the holy spirit and he's living in us you know the holy spirit is all living in us we we have the holy spirit we have a helper and you know the the what what i've learned um this you know last month um was that the holy spirit has a lot of roles but one of them that i want to highlight in really in relation to this topic is that the holy spirit helps you in your weaknesses so you can always ask god to help you with your weakness whatever you have fallen short in god will help you um so yeah and number two to live a god-centered life is about submitting and surrendering to god on a daily basis your life so once you do that that's literally you acknowledging that god is the one in control and not yourself um you know when you submit your career your finance your spiritual your personal growth your health and well-being your family all aspect of your life to god that is you acknowledging that god is the one in control and not yourself because the world says that we are the one in control that we're the one that controls everything but truly the bible said that god is the one that is in control he is the one that will you know makes the decision for us and to believe it or not 
it might sound as if oh yeah this sounds like oh god is a puppet like god is making us a puppet no that's a lie from the pit of l because jeremiah 29 i believe verse 11 says that god has good plans for us plans to prosper us so at the end of the day everything that god decides for us is literally working in our good it will be good for us you know when we make decisions we don't know what's good for us but god knows you know he sees ahead of what is to come so he knows what is the right decision um to make in this life he already knows while we we're blinded we don't know which way to go and that's why we need god's guidance to lead us on the right path so so yeah so material possession time and resources is just being surrendered and submitted to him to god and his will you know you telling him that all right god take control of every aspect of my life you are the one in control not me um and then the final point um to maintain a god-centered life is you obeying and serving god so that is through complete obedience not partial obedience because partial obedience is still disobedience but complete obedience to god and his instructions and his instructions are in the bible so that's why i always tell people to read the bible for yourself get to know god you know what i've recently learned is that get a study bible because a study bible literally breaks down the scriptures in a greater point and not just that um getting a study bible but you need to just pray and ask the holy spirit to give you wisdom knowledge and understanding and then the holy spirit will teach you all truth reveal god's truth to you um and that's the other role of the holy spirit he will reveal truth to you so yeah those are the three things to maintain a god-centered life so i think you know the lesson learned that i've learned you know once you know god, while god was showing me is that um, we just need as believers to turn away from our sin so whatever our sin is we need to confess to god that we were wrong and he, if he could just forgive us so turning away from sin and turning back our wheel of life which is the eighth segment of our life back to god um you know allowing god to take control of your life your whole life all of it not some of it but all of it and that's what it means to have a god-centered life versus a self-centered life so you know today make it a prior ask god to have his way in your life ask him for his will to be done in your life um to accomplish his purpose you know according to romans 12 verse 1 to 2 it says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to god that is your true and proper worship do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will so you know once you do that you know do do these three things um and just read the bible spend time with god like i realized spending time with god 
will just open your 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 mind you open you know it like i remember <laughs> this week right i noticed on the days that i didn't spend time with god my life well my day was was horrible but once i spent time with god my life was my, my day was just manageable you know i was happier um i don't know but there's just something about the word of god where it just makes a difference and it just you know the more you read the word of god is the more that you become like christ you know you, you think like christ you walk like christ and that's what we you know our aim should be as believers um and that is through reading the word of god you know making bible reading interesting you know you don't have to just there's different ways to study the bible you know that's why i said get a study bible there's also coloring um journals color in journal bible as well they have that by um inspire bible they have that um i got a purple one where you can color if you like coloring while you're studying your bible there's like sermons that you can listen to um you can listen to podcasts as well you know i'm a big fan of podcasts as you can see <laughs> i become a, i became a podcaster um yeah there's just so many things that you can do to enjoy being in the presence of god it doesn't have to be boring you know it doesn't have to be traditional you just have to just be yourself and just ask god to give you the desire to be in his presence um and truly enjoy being in his presence because being in god's presence it literally it will change your life it will change your life i'm telling you it will change your life so that's my challenge for you for you this week that literally before you do anything before you even pick up your phone just get up get your bible and spend time with god read his word have a little devotional you can have like a use a devotional book or you know you can use the you you can use the you version bible app um and then that can um you know you can do a devotion by the plan on the you version bible app so there are different ways to spend time with god um and yeah like i hope you guys were blessed by this message um, blessed by this word and i just pray that you know including myself that we'll take away from this message and apply it to our life as we live this life on this earth um i just pray that you have a blessed and wonderful day in jesus name amen